Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1. Uh, texter says, Port Rita and Higgins is something else, finger on the pulse. And indeed, you're getting it all on this show today. We're all over the gaff with great stuff. And uh, now we have something completely different again. Professor Maura O'Brien, Emeritus Professor of Anatomy at Trinity College Dublin. You're very welcome. And Maura, you're here to talk about osteoporosis. And I, I'll just, before we get into it, you're very well qualified. You've worked with Olympic teams. You founded the Irish Osteoporosis Society, which you're now president of. And you set up this first sports medicine clinic in Ireland or Britain. So there's the credentials. Now, Moira, people are kind of obsessed with health and wellness now. But is bone health a big one that we're not really talking about? It's totally ignored. There are a lot of myths about it. And they don't realise that the most important thing is that exercise, particularly when they're young, and a proper diet are essential. Okay, so osteoporosis is very preventable, is it? It is preventable and it's also treatable if you find the cause. And the commonest cause is uh, low sex hormones. The next one is uh, family history. If you have a family history of a fractured hip or osteoporosis in your family then there's a 70 or 80% chance that you will get develop osteoporosis. And how would you know? Should we all be getting DEXA scans? Yes. Or, yeah. Appro- appropriate DEXAs, yeah. OK, OK. Talk to me about the sex hormones. So how do we keep them up? Well, what, what it is that the sex... In females, if you have a lot of stress, both in both males and females, if you have a lot of stress, your cortisol levels go up. Right. And they reduce the amount of sex hormones. And as a result of that, you don't absorb vitamin D. And if you don't absorb vitamin D, then your um, the small glands that control the calcium balance, they take the calcium from the bones. And as a result of that, the bones lose their inner structure and you they become fragile and they break very, very easily. OK, so a lot of things there now. Let's break it down a little bit. So yeah. so the first thing you talked about was exercise. And people might think that you mean exercise as we get older. You're saying start young, yeah? The most important time to do exercise is between the ages of 6 or 8 and 20. Because that's when 60% of the bone that you're going to have is laid down. So if you don't exercise or do too much exercise, that will cause, uh, reduce the amount of bone that you have. And are, are kids getting less exercise in your experience? Absolutely. They do nothing. They exercise <laughs> their thumbs. Their thumbs. But yeah. they, don't, they don't walk. A lot of them don't walk. And if you're walking, you need to alter the speed. They do, we, when we were young, we did PE or exercise every day or dancing. Any of these things. But in uh, Canada, they did studies to prove that even just doing star jumps or jumping in between classes improve their bone density. Okay, so we should actually have a huge focus on that, should we, on just building in stuff into their day, yeah? Exactly, essential. The WHO advises they should do a minimum of 60 minutes a day, but you break that up. For a kid. For a kid and 30 for for an adult. But you can do it in lots of four or five minutes through the day. 
and okay. to add up to the 60 minutes. And when you say that about varying the speed of the walking, there, there needs to be a, a, an element of non-monotony to the exercise, does it's there? Because the bones respond to differences in strain. So if you do run very fast all the time, you don't get the same. But if you run for five minutes, slow down or go a little bit faster for a couple of seconds, then go up again, you get more more benefit from it. Okay. So kids jumping, uh, running, short jumps, uh, that 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 will stimulate their bone. It's what we call weight bearing, because sports like cycling, swimming, these do not no stim. Good. They're no good, and gymnastics and a lot of the the sports where there is a, a weight category, because they're also they're working much harder, but they're not eating enough calories for the for the work that they're doing. This has a detrimental effect as well. Okay, and you see, you say running and jumping there. That's how we used to characterize the kids run and jump around the place. But exactly. We, we actually need to kind of force they them to do it. They should introduce it into the schools. Yeah. It should be compulsory. And what is good weight bearing exercise then for us as we get older? As you get older, you can go, you can, uh, dancing is a very good one. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just walk fast, slow, fast, slow. You can jog, but it depends on the individual depends on their age, whether they've got other risk factors in medication, etc. That's but the type of exercise that, that they should do. Yeah. If you don't mind me saying, I noticed you use the Nordic walking sticks. You were saying if you're going to be walking further. So it is better for people to use a bit of a, a bit of support or a stick or something and get further rather than not use help. Exactly. It's, it's well, I'm 89. Uh, I've uh, did so many sports that, right. that I've got osteoarthritis. <laughs> right. I danced all night. <laughs> I haven't got osteoporosis, okay. but, but so, I've got osteoarthritis. So you've the body of a woman who's lived. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So then diet, you talked about um, uh, vitamin D. So yeah, vi- vitamin we- D is essential. And the best way to take vitamin D is through food. And the best one, if you could, if you haven't got lactose intolerance, and there are very few that have it, but if they are truly uh, lactose intolerant, then they, they can't get it. But you get uh, supplemented uh, milk, the uh, super milks, any of the milks oh, yeah. that they ever work? added. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. They make uh, eggs, oily fish, um, and there's some mushrooms. But, but, if you, but you need first-class proteins as well, and that you get that through through milk or through the dairy products. So this move to nut milks and stuff like that, you wouldn't be in favour of that? Only for people who can't take, who are lactose intolerant. Yeah, which I gather most Irish people do not have that gene. Very, 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 very they're, they're rare. But, yeah. the, but the commonest thing is that people in Ireland, we have the highest rate of gluten intolerance in the world. That do some, we? Oh, yeah. But it's so. Do you mean actual celiac, or no, is there a thing in between? Like there is a difference between a, a true celiac can't take anything, right? But other people, they, they, if they eat a lot of bread or, or pasta or anything with flour in it, they they get develop, they lose a lot of the surface area of the small intestine where you, they absorb these things. So even though they're taking it, they're not absorbing it. Really, and so, we have an awful lot of Irish people. Uh, and, and the Celtic group don't, if they're eating a lot of of uh, uh, gluten or wheat, they get bloating after bread or pasta. If they drink beer, they get diarrhoea. 
they get, and then, then you know, a lot of these people have had it for their lives. They don't realise that it's not normal to, to bloat after, the, after eating um, gluten subjects. Okay, so cut it out? Cut it out, yeah. Yeah, okay. And, and, and you wouldn't... So go and see your doctor or gut doctor if you think you have some kind of... Uh, well, well, issue you just, well, if you actually... You'd know if you, yourself, if you, would you? you? No, 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 they don't. If they uh, contact the Irish Osteoporosis Society, yeah. they, they, will get, they, they have fact sheets that will tell you exactly... Uh, what you should and should not do, and you and and you will know from from oh, yes, that the if symptoms. you have a gluten intolerance. It's, yeah. it's, it's the it's the symptoms yeah. rather because if you are if you're feeling sick after taking bread and that, you don't take it, and then the is the, it then the blood test that's done was going to be negative, because it's only positive if you're still taking. Yeah, and the quickest way and the simplest, cheapest way is to cut out. Gluten and wheat for and see what happens. And see what happens. Right, you're not a fan of vegetarianism, I no, gather. No, no, there's too much fiber. I thought we were all supposed to be eating fiber all not the time. Not more than thirty, not more than thirty grams a day. And you don't get enough first-class proteins either. But no, they, I, I was only reading about this yesterday that apparently it is a myth that the proteins in vegetables are incomplete in some way that they have all the amino acids in them. No, they haven't. There are so many myths about osteoporosis and about foods yeah. that it's unbelievable. So it's, so this move towards people maybe eating less meat and people saying I have meat as a treat now once or twice a week or that, you don't view that as a, as a health positive move, no? Not really, no, because it depends on how much... If, you have, if you're a true vegan, that then the, the risk is much higher that you will develop osteoporosis. Okay, people are going to freak out about that now because well, it no, does, they yeah, yeah, they, they don't like to hear that. But listen, I say you've been in trouble before. I'd imagine you don't uh, mind all the time, right? But, but but the thing is, these these are facts based by research. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, we should be drinking more water as well. Definitely, because you need to be drinking at least a liter and a half of of water a day minimum, and if you're taking a lot of tea, strong tea, coffee, a lot of caffeine, or a lot of alcohol, that dehydrates you. And 2% dehydration is 20% loss of mental and physical efficiency. So you're more likely to trip and fall and get urinary tract infections. And okay. if you've got urinary tract infections, you're going to be running to the loo. And if you're running to the loo in the night and you trip and fall, you fracture your hip if you've got an osteopenia or osteoporosis. Right. There's a, there, no, there's a lot in there. Um, so drink the water I'm taking it, but don't drink it, like don't drink it all. In a little evening. and often is the way little to do it. Little and often, okay. And one, one way to do what the Italians do, a, a cup of coffee, a, a glass of water, a glass of wine, a glass of water. That helps to prevent the dehydration. Now, in terms of what you say about the broken hip, I suppose we have in a way, Moira, started to take broken bones for granted as a kind of a part of life and things that happen but you point out that it's actually a fairly catastrophic thing very definitely if you fracture your hip uh, 20% of people are dead within six months due this to is the pump. people of a certain age at any age really yes because the 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 part the part of the hip that breaks is the neck and it's got uh, it's the what we call the honeycomb part where there's fat in between and you can get a, a 
a fat embolus. That means some of the fat can get into your bloodstream and go to the cause of collapse of the lungs. But in this day and age with COVID, if you fracture your hip and you go into a hospital, you you our chances of getting out without getting something is pretty difficult. You get you could get pneumonia or COVID. It happened to a friend of mine recently. Um, the other thing is that um, fifty percent who re- who uh, recover have difficulty in walking, dressing, and uh, in lots of stats that done, at least more than half end up going back to, not going back to their homes, they end up in nursing homes. And the cost to the rehabilitation and the treatment in the hospital, um, that's minimum 30,000 per person. Okay, so we should be Preventable. Yes, yes. And, and the, uh, I want bathrooms to. Bathrooms are kind of often. They are the most lethal part in the house. Anywhere you slip on the water, on the on the tiles, or unless it's a carpet, yeah. and that's when you break it. And but if you, the uh, what people don't realise is that osteopenia is the starting of osteoporosis. Okay. And so what is osteopenia? Osteopenia exactly? is well, a DEXA di- diagnosis. Okay. And you measure the T score, and it goes. And this is the density of your the bones. The density of it? your bones, yeah. and the the osteopenia goes from minus one to minus uh, two point four nine. But what people don't realise is that most of the fractures, the osteoporotic fractures, is between a T score of minus one point five and minus two point four nine. And that's you know when you should be looking for the cause, treating the cause, and for p- trying to prevent it. And in, if there are a lot of risk factors, then they need to be treated. So how many people unknown to them have, like, various brittle bone issues? One in two women, one in four men. Oh, OK. So is this a massive... It's thing? the great... all, Like I said at the start, all our obsession about health and lifestyle and everything these days, I never hear this mentioned. No, because they, they, they it's, it's like, as I said before... What, what AIDS was lower uh, before, and you don't know you whether you've got poor bones unless you have a DEXA. There's lots of questions coming in, Moira, right? But here's one you might answer. What would your guest advise women on HRT into their 60s? I presume the menopause is, 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 in, is a big issue here, is it? It is one of the issues, right. but family history is worse. Okay. All right? It, it, if the per, is, if being on HRT... Will it will help slow it down, but it will not. It's not mainly a treatment. It's there. There are other treatments, and you see, you what people don't realize. You must find the cause, treat the cause. You've got to know the person's medical history, and and see what drugs they're on, what other conditions. Because uh, if you have, um, uh, if you're any like severe asthma or. Any 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 condition where you need high dose steroids, that will cause it. And people with cancer, who are treated with chemotherapy and radiation, the drugs that are used for that, that increases bone loss. And it's tragic to have somebody who has been cured of cancer and then fractures and dies yeah. as a result of osteoporosis. Okay, so before we finish up, Moira, because I'd say there are a lot of people now gone into a bit of a spiral about all this and thinking, geez, I never thought of any of this. What's your basic advice to everybody listening? They, they should jo- join the 
osteoporosis society so we can put out more information and that they should contact the society to get the, who will have, tell them about the risk factors and what they should do about it. Okay, Maura O'Brien emerges Professor of Anatomy at Trinity College Dublin and President of the Irish Osteoporosis Society. Thank you very much for that. I do like a plain, uh, a plain talking person who tells it like it is. Thanks, Maura.